Yeah! Man, it's us. Both of us are here. We're Good all morning, morning. Woohoo! Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very uh, early episode of the Brothers of Discussion. All right. Man, this is going to be... Uh, we got a lot going on today. This is going to be about zombie loving, zombie hating, zombie love hating. Man. Mm -hmm. TBS <laughs> Broadcasting. Chicken Little, it's the sky coming down. I don't know, Matt. We're going to have a grave pissing episode here. <laughs> it's the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk Miz and Morrison getting eaten by zombies, of course. Uh, it's driving people nuts. Uh, Matt, we're going to talk NXT releases. Sad face. Matt, we're going to talk Eddie Kingston deconstructing wrestling gimmicks. Maybe the funniest segment uh, this month. And uh, time permitting, even more. Matt. Before we do all that, it's been a hot, spicy week. Wrestling every single day. How the heck are you? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I've gotten some victories with. Uh, I think everybody knows. Uh, I had a flood in my kitchen. Um, I really thought you were gonna say war zone. Got a couple victories under my belt this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was on the coattails of a really good player named Brent, and uh, felt who pretty good. I wasn't. Who says I wasn't about to say that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, I, I, the, the flood thing was just, um, it's such a ridiculous story of telling the insurance company that, uh, they, they can repair or replace. We, we had those luxury vinyl planks. They bought planks. We tested them out. They didn't work. Like it, it wasn't the same plank. So he said, okay, well now you need to replace because it's going to look like we have a two tone floor. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, they said, nah, you're good. So they did the repair. Uh, they finished it yesterday. So we have the insurance adjuster come out, and you know she's got to figure out. Uh, she's got to get our signature for us to say "job well done." And she looks at it and goes, "Oh, these aren't the same planks." Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's why we told you like two weeks ago to save all this time and money. Uh, we tried to help the insurance company save money, and they said no. Uh, so, yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> the the way that this crap works is ridiculous because the way that they handled it it looked like that was the plan all along they were like yeah we know these planks don't work but uh we we can we can see if they'll complain about it and then if they don't we saved a bunch of money so everybody remember don't stop fighting those insurance companies uh because they're they're pieces of garbage I yeah, I don't know why they thought it was a good idea for your house to look like a, you know, re refurbished 1991 Dodge Neon uh, with a red <laughs> body and blue doors. Uh, but uh, We just had a racing stripe, actually, right through the middle of the kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> uh, well, Matt, before we dive into wrestling, where can all the beautiful people find us? Uh, you can find us at bodpodcast.com and brothersandiscussion.com. Uh, as our good buddy uh, Wrestling Plug was pointing out, we do still have our wonderful hot tag series of t-shirts. God um, bless Wrestling Plug. What a wonderful yeah, uh, human being. Guys, go go follow Wrestling Plug, honestly. Uh, he's doing the one-man show over there. You know how hard that is? He's doing the Lord's work. Um, he's got a hot tag to himself. <laughs> Um, and shout out to everybody who subscribed to uh, the YouTube channel recently. We have some work to do to be uh, monetized, but uh, clearly you guys prefer us on YouTube over uh, the podcast world. Uh, I think it's these beautiful mugs. 
Me? Yeah, you know what it is too. I was talking to somebody and I uh, was like, I did the... "Oh, oh, I got mine too for water here." <laughs> oh, I was... Here you go. <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, I realized that what I like to do is I turn on my my radio and listen to the old ball game, and I'm like, I guess these kids are on the YouTubes, they're on the TikToks, and <laughs> we, we really got to update our whole system, man. Uh, but we're getting there slowly but surely. Uh, Slowly but surely. There we there go. You go. I was gonna but, let uh, it pass. All right, let's get into this show, Matt, because it was there's a lot to go uh, talk about this week. The most recent news is the NXT releases. Um, uh, the names here, if you haven't heard already, and uh, pretty pretty awful end to one of their careers for poor Alexander Wolf. Oh no, he got pummeled <laughs> by uh, Imperium, um, and then we lost uh, Skyler Story, Ezra Judge, Jessamyn Duke. Um, you know, got to think Roddy Strong's not psyched about that one. Uh, Vanessa Bourne. Uh, and, uh, you know, these were budgetary cuts, I guess. Um, but I don't think these moves are, are too tragic, if only because, you know, I don't think any of them really had anything going on for under the WWE umbrella. Yeah. So this is going to be a great spot for them to kind of, um, you know, reboot their characters a little bit. Um you know, kind of find some other promotions and kind of rebuild themselves because they weren't they weren't being given any favors, I guess, under WWE's uh, watch. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I don't want to defend the WWE because certainly they have enough money to afford all these people. But when they say budget cuts, it, it's certainly because these people aren't on TV, so they're looking at where are they building, you know, where are they getting value from their employees and. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, from a business perspective, are they getting a ton of value back from these guys? Um, I will say, I mean, they wrote a story to have Alexander Wolf leave. So yeah. a part of that has me believe in that um, this was mutual because he, he also wasn't being written very well. I know he had the injury that kind of slowed down his, his push with Imperium. Um, and then it was COVID got in the way and we, we were forgetting about Imperium and how great they are. But um, yeah, yeah insanity disbanded too. Um, and I think people were kind of on board with them. They had a couple pretty good uh, takeover feud matches. Um, you know, back when they slid Eric Young, and uh, you know that never really panned out either. But yeah, I think it. I think it means something at least when uh, somebody's leaving the company. It's not like it was a surprise the next day. Uh, it's my guess. I don't know. I guess I could be wrong. But, you know, you, you you write a whole story about him. Oh, there's a little bunny outside. Write a whole story about him losing, uh, you know, having struggling to even want to fight Killian Dane and then getting kicked out of Imperium. That, I don't know. You're even building sympathy as he's out the door. You know, so it's, it's something uh, they cared about him enough to do that. Uh, so I, I, there, there's something to that, I think. Um, that I, I think the the leaving like it was a little more mutual than maybe we're giving credit for, uh, but it's it's always a bummer with this stuff because again, I'm more. Yeah, you don't want to see somebody be unemployed from, all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm more right. than a year removed from being unemployed, and I know, uh, despite the time you have to do other stuff, and thank God my wife can afford uh, to to take care of us. Um, it still doesn't feel great. Uh, I, I know. Uh, yeah, I know how that feels. It that feels pretty terrible. Um, yeah, I'd anyway. say uh, the last point here is just um, 
but like you like you mentioned with uh, with Wolf that they're giving him kind of a farewell. Just kind of interesting that that means that they're it definitely feels like they're you know keeping the door open for a return because um, you know that's something that we definitely saw them do with uh, you know kind of Matt Hardy out the door, uh, John Moxley when he was headed out the door, and Selena uh, Vega has been reported to be re-signed. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Um, do we have enough proof on that that it's not just a clickbait article? No, but I, I mean. I, it's this, it's out there. I I don't know. So yeah, wasn't she doing some work with? Was it the Rock's uh, daughter? Ooh, I have I don't know about that. It sounded like she was going into the performance center, and I I'm just I don't want to put too much stock into that one because I don't really think it it feels like a one or two sentence story with uh you know like almost like paparazzi just keeping an eye on who's coming and going um at the performance center in Florida. So um. We'll see. I, I think for me, I would be a little bummed to see her return. I, I really had high hopes for her going to AEW because she would immediately be, she's such a great talker. Um, I, I would love to see, uh, you know, what she could do with bigger spotlight, but uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Um, the other big news this week, Matt, was whoo, AEW. They're losing that prime spot on TNT, but they're getting a prime spot on TBS. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, I yeah, go for it. Now um, I'm so excited to talk about it. But you, you, you started. Go, now, go first. I don't think that it means uh, the world is ending, uh, no. like a lot of people on the internet were saying. <laughs> but uh, um, which usually, when you uh, you know have that clause in your sentence, I, I think you already know that there's you know not not much of a reason to re you know pour a lot into that reaction. But uh, since we have COVID. All we have is our internet reactions to go off of. Uh, Matt, I got to say, it's, I don't think it's awesome news. Um, no. Cool. We're going to own TBS because if TBS was so great, they would have put the NHL and the NBA on TBS instead of wrestling on TBS. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, it, I think Tony kind of tried to, tried to soften it a little bit. Um, First of all, you know, announcing a new AEW Rampage show, um, a new hour-long yes. wrestling show they're going to have in August, starting in August. Um, they're going to start doing um, kind of like what NXT would do, where there'd be like a like a special event. So they're going to hold those on TNT Broadcasting. Um, so they're not quite pay-per-views. It's going to be, you know, kind of like how Blood and Guts, um, kind of how Blood and Guts was. Yeah. And Khan was uh, pulling out the old history books and saying, you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling, you know, in the 70s and 80s uh, was on uh, little TBS. And uh, who can forget Thursday Night Thunder? Uh, so, Matt, you sound like you're not you're not too bummed about this. And obviously no. you and I, if we have cable, it's not it's just a different channel. But yeah. do you think that... Uh, at least a little bit of a loss, you know, because they're not going to be rubbing elbows with, you know, the first run movies like Avengers Endgame and, you know, LeBron James with uh, basketball. You don't see this as a little bit of a loss? It is. Um, and you made a, the best point of bringing up uh, Rampage being introduced because they're trying <laughs> to soften the blow. Uh, it, it's it's one of those things where it's, you know, you've, you if you came out and said we're switching channels, I think. I think we all have seen an example of a show that's 
even just change knights, and that's kind of ruined their ability to gain momentum. So, I mean, going back, there, there's um, the the best example I have, just real quick, in case anybody's wondering, is is Freaks and Geeks, where I think we've all gone back to watch that and said, how in the how, <laughs> what universe, what timeline does does this show not get multiple seasons? Because uh, if you haven't watched it yet, I mean, it is one of my favorite shows. But when you, um, there's like a short, like 15 minute documentary about it and they were getting switched every night. And I think the, the final, um, nail in the coffin was like switching channels. Uh, but they were still staying, staying in the family. So I'm not saying like this is killing AEW dynamite, but it is in no way good for trying to build momentum because Mike, there are people who are not like us. Who are not just stuck on Twitter watching every move that AEW makes. Um, and I think they'd hope that they're bringing in an audience that isn't just the hardcore Twitter wrestling fans. And uh, now they've got to do some work to, to follow along. And that's the loss here. You're, you're asking people to figure out you know, what, the, what the next move is. Is it a hard move? Does it take a lot of effort? No. But there are people that you'd like to have involved with this that are the casual fans. That's where you make your money with these shows. The hardcore fans are here to stay no matter what. Um, God, I just can't, this little baby bunny out in front of me is so adorable. I can't stop watching them anyways. Um, but yeah, like once you ask your, your viewers to do homework, to figure out how to watch you, um, it's not, it's not a good thing. And that's the long and short of it. Um, and I, yeah. I think a lot of people are, are kind of, uh, not, like, not this company is all about like symbolic concerns. gestures, right? They're all about symbolic gestures, whether they're blowing up a throne for, you know, WWE and, you know, you know, for Triple H, King of Kings kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that symbolic gesture of continuity, I think, is is kind of what's lost here with Jericho always coming out week to week and being the demo god. And it kind of feels like they felt it felt like they won the Wednesday Night Wars, right? That felt like a symbolic victory for them even though it didn't mean that much. Not like NXT got canceled. It's still doing fine on Tuesdays. Yep. And this is a symbolic gesture that you are always going to be second fiddle to real sports like the National Hockey League, like the National Basketball Association. So maybe for us, it's almost... We're, we're still going to watch it, but for me, it's even a symbolic loss to feel like, ah... Uh, no matter what Jericho does, you know, no matter how, you know, hot he is coming out of the promo, it it, it, it wasn't enough. They still got put on TNT's second tier. Yep. So it's, all, guess, it's more uh, of a wrestling and, loss. Yeah. And that's that's trying to be as realistic with this as possible. I think the other way to look at this is just to go, it's TBS. That's where Conan O'Brien had his show until it's, it's actually done. Uh, yeah. Its last episode is going to be here in June. Uh, but I mean, how long did he last on TBS? That, that's got to be like over 10 years, right? Something like that. Anyways, I mean, I, I bring that up because it's, I mean, it's a premier station. It's a, it's a part of the premier network, um, uh, of the, the Turner networks. So it's not, it's not like one of those things <clears> where <throat> when we're ready to watch impact and I got to figure out where access is and I'm sorry, some people are going to get angry when they hear that, um, that's not a that's not a big network. It's not in any way, shape, or form. So it's not a move like that. But yeah. it's it's still it's still 
going down a rung on a ladder of of the TNT channels and networks, and I that's that's just the reality. Um, so again, does this kill AEW? No. Is is this something uh, to poke fun and laugh at another company that has a bunch of wrestlers that we'd like to support and hope that they continue to have a job? No, that's not cool at all, and it's not even that bad. But again, I think I think the right way to sum this up. Nobody should be celebrating that they just moved to TBS. Um, yeah, they try again. Another spot where they thought they were softening it was um, like this week they're gonna have, or uh, the, this following week they're gonna have Dynamite on Friday. You know, right before um, Double or Nothing. So they're getting bumped uh, for sports again. Um, you know, they're they're doing their best to kind of be like, well, we're gonna have a special night, you know, with the pay per view coming up. But man, just just. Uh, at least if they're on TBS, that should not be the case anymore. God forbid mm-hmm. they get bumped for baseball, which is on TBS. Ooh, yeah, an Atlanta Braves game. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely a little bummed, and I, I I've seen a lot of people. I think a friend of the show, Warren Hayes, you know, he's trying to put a positive spin on it, you know, because we're still going to be able to find it. It's still on TV, but it does feel like a symbolic loss that wrestling had to take a backseat to the real sports. So, um, Matt, let's talk about one more event that kind of got uh, Twitter all all abuzz. Uh, <laughs> was zombies <laughs> crashing the Thunderdome. Uh, <laughs> Un- unheard of in pro wrestling, Mike. Can you believe zombies. the undead being in pro wrestling? This is a combat sport. What are zombies doing out there? You know, man. Um, this uh... so Abaddon, Undertaker, um, <laughs> you know, Kane. Yeah, <laughs> the Boogeyman, Bray Wyatt. I mean, right? We just dealt with Bray Wyatt burning alive and coming back. Um, yeah, like the the argument. If you want to say you hate product placement, um, I guess. You know that's fine. You're 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 watching pro wrestling, and you're like, give me my give me my goddamn Snickers bar ad in the middle of the show. I I don't want to see zombies written into my wrestling with top notch makeup and special effects. No, I need my Snickers ad in between matches. Um, hey, if you're that person, if that's your argument, go for it, Mike. For me. We've had zombies in pro wrestling since I've been alive. Uh, I don't mind it at all. I thought it was <laughs> pretty even, cool. I like for and, us, we could just look at MVP. Did you see what he was tweeting? He's like, I think zombies in wrestling are stupid. Also, Undertaker is the best. And then he said, <laughs> no, I don't have to defend anything. Just pointing out ridiculous hypocrisy. Undertaker didn't eat people, but he was a dead man. He could teleport and shoot lightning. He was buried alive. Yeah. No, he didn't eat people. That's just too unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, that's being it's being the the nitpicky wrestling fan, and they're forgetting like where we came from. Like it's it, the that argument of it not making sense is ridiculous. That is dumb. But like I said, even if you want to complain about product placement, it's the a more creative way to infuse ad generating or uh, I'm sorry, revenue generating uh, relationships in pro wrestling without you having to watch a stupid Snickers bar commercial. Like I don't understand like the, the, the preference of you'd rather have that. 
<laughs> than to have something creative, especially Mike, especially Damian Priest versus The Miz. Mike, we spent how long talking about that the backlash pay-per-view? I, I didn't care about that. All we did was was complain about, oh my god, when is Damian Priest gonna get out of this? Mike, you now zombies ate the Miz, so he's out for seven to eight seven to nine months. And uh you That's know good, the recovery time. Uh <laughs> we're getting eaten by zombies only like seven to eight months. I'm yeah, pretty there, pumped about that. There was a reported injury, so I'm not sure <clears throat> if that's real or if the Miz is just taking a well-deserved break after you know winning the WWE championship again, being the money in the bank holder, destroying Otis's career. Like well-deserved break after that. Um, I'm kidding about the Otis thing. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I I don't know why this this is the thing. And I, I know I, I should say, you know, it's the loud I don't know if I want to say majority or minority, but um, it, it's those who are loudest on Twitter that are making this look like it's the worst thing ever. Um, they get 100 likes out of the million people that are on tw Twitter, and then we go, see, everybody hated it. But uh, I'm sure there's a lot of silent folks who don't have a podcast that are like, that was pretty fun. And I don't know why we don't always go in the direction of fun. I mean, uh, another thing I complained about last week, and I think I've I've complained about it for a while, is this absolute need to follow a wrestling formula. There, there shouldn't be one. There wasn't one when it started. When pro wrestling began, we we figured it out as we've moved along. And if you really, you know, if there's a formula to pro wrestling, then go back to what it was when it first started. And there are just a couple of guys in the rings taking swings at each other. Um, I don't think anybody would enjoy watching that. So <laughs> pro wrestling can be different than what you've got, you know, the stick in your butt that you pull out every now and then and say, no, there's got to be a couple of guys. There's some finishers and yada, yada, yada. Like, no. Can I <laughs> say, like, <laughs> I, actually, I actually really admired the way WWE did that because not only was the production value really high for these zombies, and they took a few bumps from John Morrison. Hey, wrestling plug. Um, I don't know if people were. Uh... Hey, good morning. They um, that kind of threw me off for a minute. Sorry. Uh, the, the wrestling plug in there. John hey, Morrison. buddy. Yeah. Um, no, I thought the the zombie production level was was really uh, well done, and then yeah, uh, his effort into that. Yeah, that really threw me off. I forgot oh. what I was going to say. Damn it, wrestling plug. <laughs> Banned. No. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I could feel where you were going, though. Like they put in effort to put this whole segment together, and I. I've always been a fan of effort. Can we say that? Um. Ah. Uh, <laughs> wrestling plug says he waved back at his. He waved back at his phone <laughs> after I waved. <laughs> um. No, I. I that's where I'm at. Like, if you're going to put in a ton of effort into this, it's a high production uh, segment like that. That's there was care that went into that. And I, I don't understand um, just because it didn't fit like what we all saw the match to be, which, again, I will say I was predicting I was predicting a stinker, uh, a, a boar fest. Um, oh, I know what I was going to mention. Go the for it. Uh, WWE uh, like show production, right? 
So they put this ridiculous, you know, zombie segment out there. And, you know, no, it's it's not going to, well, maybe, I don't know if it's going to be an elongated feud between zombies and wrestlers. But <laughs> people were, you know, peeing and pooping their pants, right? And then they immediately were going on Peacock to be like, oh, my God, what is this wrestling company doing? Uh, putting res uh, wrestlers, you know, out there with zombies. And the zombies kind of know the rules to being a lumberjack, you know, staying outside the ring, yeah. uh, doing their job. <laughs> But the next, the next match after that was Bailey and Bianca. So it was just like perfect, like show production where you get, you get all the squeaky wheels talking, and then you get the eyeballs on the show, and then the next thing you do is have like the best match on the card. <laughs> I don't think WWE. This is not their first time putting <laughs> a show together. You know what I mean? Right. Like they get the goofs talking, they get the eyeballs on the show. And then you get over a Bianca Belair match again. So I, I, I don't think that that was an accident. I don't think that they're sad about people. Eh, I didn't get the zombies. I, they, I didn't get to see them come up through NXT. <laughs> they didn't go through any enhancement to matches or they get right to a pay-per-view. I don't like it. <laughs> Dave LaGreca, um, you know, went out and said, I'm, I'm done watching this. This is the worst pay-per-view ever. I mean, you could go through the comments and see people going, yeah, Dave LeGrec was right. This is really I mean, Shawn Michaels tag teamed with God. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Look, I, it, it's just, it's it's the story of letting some things pass, like, um, which I think we're, we're, you and I are both fans of. Um, when Matt Hardy teleported in his, his first show, which I thought was a tremendous use of the, uh, like a creative use of the arena that has no fans. It's like, well, what can we do with this? I know yeah. Matt Hardy will teleport. Yeah. And we all loved it. I, th I thought, um, yeah. and here we are now where it's, uh, I mean, shoot, aren't we complaining about, uh, wrestlers getting released and we have the WWE generating revenue to make sure that maybe less wrestlers are going to get released. <laughs> and, yeah, um, yeah. Did zombies set WWE and wrestling back 30 years? <laughs> Where's my hot tag button? Um, <laughs> absolutely, Mike. Where, I think well, it did. It set it back think... to The Undertaker about 30 years ago. So it's the same thing. I, I will say, I think Chris Jericho, I don't think he was act right. Like he was not actually upset at that. He was call he was doing a callback He's... to where a, yeah. a WWE executive said um Whoever that was. Blood and Guts, yeah, set pro wrestling. Back Whoever leaked that to uh, wrestlinginc.com. <laughs> right. There's, there's just somebody that's friends with like an HR, you know, recruiter in WWE. And they're like, this WWE executive said it set wrestling back 30 years. And WWE's going Sports, through. Like, sports who, Kita. Sports Kita. I got, I got a hot take for you. <laughs> I connected with somebody on LinkedIn and they worked for <laughs> WWE 10 years ago. <laughs> What'd you think? Dirtsheet.com. Well, I, I don't watch the I don't watch the product anymore, but um wrestling right. rumors. It's me, the insider at WWE. <laughs> what a right. load of crap. This is yeah. yeah, this is just another example of us like like obviously I want you guys to all watch wrestling and feel what you feel and say what you say, but it's just sometimes I I feel like this is one of those moments where we jumped the gun on hating something instead of going, Oh my God. Like, like think about, just think of it this way, everybody. 
Um, we all hate that wrestlers just got released from NXT. Yeah. But, like, what, 10 or 12 people just got paid that night because pro wrestling tried something different. Um, and when we celebrate those attempts at something different, uh, more people are, are making money. Um, and it was not terrible. They did that. That was pretty fun to watch. It wasn't yeah. terrible. You may have hated it because you don't want to see something goofy, but the way they handled it was not bad. And, and like I said, people got paid that night to do that you know segment. So, I, you know, I didn't believe that zombie work rate. I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I just, this is it. Like I, I've said, I don't want <laughs> cinematic matches to go away because I think a lot of effort goes into that. And, and again, hey, let's let's talk about all the people in production. Like like different people in production are needed to put on a cinematic match, like what Bray Wyatt does when he takes someone to a swamp, compared to what happens in the Thunderdome. Thunderdome people still get paid. Now we have other people getting paid to do that production. So again, like... <laughs> We're, we're so angry about these attempts at something different, and we're not stopping to think that if we give it a chance and we try to celebrate it a little, uh, I mean, sure, like, am I really sitting here going, like, number one for me is to make sure that different production people get jobs. But no, it's, it's about that. <clears throat> like, that's an element of it. And there's, when you celebrate the effort or the attempt to be more creative, then they'll take more chances and hopefully we'll land on something that is super creative. Yeah. Uh, wrestling ahead. is the wrestling is the circus. This is just the freak show tent. You can still <laughs> totally watch the wrestling tent and the strongman tent and the work rate tent. This is one tent. This is the freak show tent. It's we're just trying to get eyeballs on this product. And you know what? If we get more eyeballs, maybe we'll stop taking back seats to real sports. It'll be on the main <laughs> broadcasting channels. God damn it. This yeah, is an attempt. We it. need to keep this show as relevant as possible. I, I Don't get upset. Oh. All right. Well, well we're doing that, let's, uh, let's talk uh, WrestleMania backlash. And my favorite thing was uh, how many times they made sure to say WrestleMania backlash uh, <laughs> over and over uh, Matt, your favorite match on this card? Uh, definitely Damian Priest versus The Miz in the Zombie Lumberjack match. That <laughs> uh, goes without saying. I guess your <laughs> second favorite match after that. No, I, I my my favorite was uh, the I I was a sucker because I, I I probably should say like Bianca Belair versus Bailey or you know I mean the opening match the the triple threat was was pretty hot but. Um, I did like the WWE Championship match, Mike. I, I, the, the big bruisers going at it had me thinking. Uh, the next night, I wanted everybody dressed in in kaiju costumes uh, <laughs> to just like a big middle finger to everybody that hated the zombie segment. Just put those three guys, in, you know, because obviously they're going to do a rematch. Um, yeah. Put them all in kaiju costumes and uh, let them go at it. And uh, I'm, I'm a little, little bummed it didn't happen, but that is. Um, there's wrestling plug is has got Bailey versus Belair. And, and and I think the fact that I could sit here and tell you, Mike, it's probably tough to pick which was uh my favorite is telling to how silly it is to call this the worst wrestling pay-per-view of all time. I think it's just uh none of the outcomes were really surprising, and that always hurts. And I think <clears> we said <throat> before the show started when we did our preview that that was gonna hurt the uh at least my viewing of of uh backlash um so yeah uh, that's 
Yeah, That's right, I thought, what was your uh, favorite? Yeah, I thought uh, I think plugs online that uh, Bianca and Bailey was probably the best one. Um, it's just a reminder that you know when Bailey didn't really have a match at WrestleMania. I know she got to do like kind of a little bit of hosting, but man, she's she's so good at her job. Yeah. Uh, but last week I, I went I went after Cesaro and uh, he put on a classic uh, with Roman Reigns. I, <laughs> Do you remember, God, long, many moons ago, uh, Roman Reigns used to get so much grief. Uh, he's out of shape. He needs to do more cardio. Look at him hawking up loogies in the ring. Um, and he arguably, like, that that match was all almost all on his shoulders. You know, Cesaro obviously is a fantastic wrestler. It's nothing, you know, not anything against him. But um, he is, like, the focal point of, like, every pay-per-view um, where he's main eventing, it's the most interesting thing. It gets talked about the most, and deservedly so. Um, I, I don't think there's any argument that he is right now maybe the best wrestler on the planet right now, the most compelling. Um, all his pay-per-view matches are just must-watch, like, you know, 20-minute masterpieces of storytelling, at least. I'm not saying he's, you know, uh, AJ Styles or Kenny Omega work rate, but, man... It's he's such a good, um, just powerhouse wrestler, um, and it it really is getting to the point where you know it's at that Brock level where um, no, I'm not saying you know Brock is the, the epitome of wrestling. I just mean like getting that triumph over Roman Reigns as he continues to be built like you know this wrestling uh, um, you know super mega god. Um, it's it's such a compelling story, and Cesaro really really put out you know put out the that oh. top effort um yeah he put out and uh <laughs> when the you know roman is starting to implement that guillotine a lot more um and that's such always a good idea for a heel um you know to to kind of take liberties with submission moves like that um and it didn't look out of place you know like roman was was trying to go you know almost hold for hold with cesaro um you know a wrestling mastermind um you know, it was it was such a great match. Uh, I knew I would enjoy it because of the you know these are two guys who are, are you know fantastic at their jobs, but I didn't know I would love it. Um, I, I really thought that was an A plus. Yeah, I I think for me it was just a bummer of like, all right, if we don't put Cesaro in place to be the victor in this, like I don't think I prepared myself for how empty I was going to feel at the end. Uh, because now you try and figure out where Cesaro goes from here because I, I didn't, I didn't need to see him put in a good effort to know that he's one of the best wrestlers on this roster. And to think too, he never really did get that opportunity to like throw out the promo for us to go, Oh man, he, he's really fired up for this. Like we didn't get a string of back and forth It it always seemed like he was being, uh, sheltered. So Maybe that means there's more to come, but I, I mean, ultimately it looks like, um, the end. Yeah. And, and what did we get for it? We got a pretty good match. Like we all thought we would, uh, but it, it's not going to give us the payoff. Yeah, there, we there was real, uh, it did seem like real finality, didn't it? Like, uh, yeah. Cesaro did everything he could pulled out all the tricks and still wasn't enough. Can I, can I just say with, with everyone complaining about zombies in, uh, pro wrestling, um, like, there's one thing I noticed in that match where Cesaro is a pro wrestling genius, is, is the way that we're putting it together. 
And he did like a scoop slam and then rolled up Roman pretty early on in the match. Now, you would assume Cesaro did some sort of scouting. He knows what it takes to keep Roman down. Uh, we've seen him take, you know, multiple finishers from John Cena to Brock. Uh, you know, scoop slam wasn't going to keep Roman's shoulders on the on the mat. Uh, why aren't we more mad about that? Like, I, I get it. Like, it, it's one of those things that's about the, the, the formula of a match. You know, you do the roll up. You could probably get in a conversation about what's going on next. Uh, you can get face to face with that kind of stuff. Um, it gives you good rhythm when you do the roll-ups, uh, you know, early on in the match, there's that idea is he going to steal one, but honestly, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know I know what, what you mean? mean. Like, we should be more mad about <laughs> it almost like could have been built like into the story. Like Cesaro rolled him up and then, you know, Roman kind of, you know, kicked out and he's like, really, you think that's going to work on me? And Cesaro's just, you know, could have flexed or something like that to, you know, kind of build it in. But yeah, for them to just kind of dismissively, well, it's wrestling time, time to scoop and go for a pin. Like, no, oh, man, that wasn't going to work. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, I I have uh, an idea in my head, and uh, I think it's probably already been too long since the zombie match uh, for me to put this together. But I do want to do, like, a top ten of, like, things wrestling fans should actually be mad about. less mad about cinematic matches. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that'll um, be, uh, I like that idea a lot. The, uh, Mike, you ready to move into our favorite, uh, the festival friendship? Of friendship? Yep, yeah, there you go. Festival <laughs> of friendship between AEW and NXT. Mike, I'll, I'll take the loss here, even though we got a pretty big, uh, win for, uh, uh Bronson Reed and, and Gargano. I, I just kind of gave away, I don't know, people know what happens. Um, <laughs> so I've got my list here, Mike. Um, just, I guess, I have a 3A and 3B. So we do we do the top three from, from AEW and NXT to make sure that uh, our two favorite shows are highlighted the most in our in our episodes. Um, all right, so 3 and, and 3A is what I should say. Three, 3A was the promo segment that followed the entire night of Indy Hartwell and, and Dexter Loomis' love story. That's all I'm going to say. I loved it. Uh, but 3, Mike, Hit Row gets their first match. Ashante the Adonis and Top Dalla defeat uh, Tony <laughs> Nese and Aria Davari. Oh, man. I, Poor Tony Nese. He works yeah. on those abs so hard. I mean, <laughs> the second I saw that they were the opponents for Hit Row, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be brutal. But they did it again, Mike. Like, um, I, I wasn't ready for Top Dalla to be doing, uh, you know, double, uh, or, or I guess a two-man fire fireman carry. And uh, God, his finisher was brutal too, because it was another fireman carry into it. Like it, it kind of looked like uh, John Cena's attitude adjustment. Um, I, it was so much fun to watch. And then they come out with another hot promo after, where the the mindset when you do the promo before the match is that you can work on it. And I don't know if I want to say workshop, but you, you've got that opportunity to you know play it through your head. But these guys had a whole match to do. And then they grab the mic and everybody's spitting the whole thing rhymes. It it's it was beautiful. I it, they're so impressive, man. I and they're so cool. Like the way they carry themselves in the ring, 
is uh, is something we don't. I I I don't know of another f- faction off the top of my head that has carried themselves with this much swagger and cool and already feels like a top faction. This has been so quick. The win was perfect. I, I You do not need a five-star match when you're building up this type of faction. But, um, I mean, you're, you're another thing, too, is you're adding another hot tag team to this already amazing tag division they're building in, in NXT right now. And, um, you know, I mean, the, the little hint and a tease is that there's another three tag teams I'm going to talk about in a second for number two. So, I mean... Yeah, this is this is a great segment. This is a great faction, uh, and it uh, it needed to fit into my top three somewhere. And uh, there you go, <laughs> Mike. Number three for uh, for AEW. Yeah, um, I think it might be it might surprise a few folks to see this one on the list, but I'm actually going to do uh, Anthony Ogogo versus Austin Gunn. Ooh. And uh, the reason I'm putting that on there is um, there's you know some really good promos tonight. Um, you know, kind of, you know, with Miro, Murder, Hawk yelling at each other, Jade Cargill uh, getting some mic time. Um, but last week we saw that that really awkward Cody promo, um, you know, where he's trying to get the uh, the whole USA thing and the, the racial struggle. It, it was all over the map. We, we talked yeah. about it, that he'd probably redo it if he could. So this week they just said, all right, we're going to get over this Anthony Ogogo match. Um by just having him beat the crap out of somebody. And that somebody was Austin Gunn. Um, the story they told was, uh, you know, not so much uh, flag-waving, and God forbid, uh, it was uh, it was our boy Wrestling Plug who was saying, you know, maybe they're going to have a flag match. God, please don't, don't, <laughs> don't let that gain any momentum. I do not want to see that. I asked Wrestling Plug to please delete that tweet. Uh, <laughs> nobody else sees that one. Um, but yeah, th- instead, just tell the story of this badass just ruining people. And, you know, it looked like he was giving gun, uh, internal bleeding. Um, and it was, you know, not a pinfall, not a submission. Um, a go go. It was just a ref stoppage match. Um, so pretty, pretty decisive, dominant victory there. And I think that this. Stuff like this is going to make me more invested in that uh, double or nothing match rather than, you know, that, that weird patriotism angle that is, you know, not not since the, you know, early 90s is that a storyline that I think people really want to, you know, cling to at this juncture. Um, so, yeah, th- this is, it was building towards the future. It got a guy over in one night and it made me realize, okay, now I know what I'm getting with this, a go-go character. So I think it's worth mentioning. That's my moment. Number three, number two for NXT. Like I mentioned, uh, let's, let's get deeper into that tag division. Legato del Fantasma takes out champion Thatcher, uh, champion Thatcher last week, got the surprise victory over the grizzled young vets. Uh, or was that two weeks ago? Uh, I can't remember. Any whoozles. Um, I mean, that, that was already something for me that I hoped that was going to turn into a long series. So I think I've gotten my wish uh, because Legato Del Fantasma gets the win. So they'll be going up against MSK next week or soon. <laughs> and and this means, yeah, I get my Grizzled Young Vets and Champa Thatch uh, series. Because ultimately, I think the Grizzled Young Vets are like they're a tag team. And I'm, I'm so thrilled that uh, Champa and Thatcher are going to be working together. Toothless Timmy, uh, as Champa likes to call Thatcher. 
they're going to be working together longer. And it looks like this is this really could turn into a, a, a big, meaningful tag team, especially like when something like the Dusty Classic rolls around. But um, yeah, I mean, the Grizzled Young Vets are my favorite tag team. They, I was, I was surprised they went down. I, I thought that they were getting their shot at uh, at the tag titles, just the singles with with MSK after their win against uh, Champa and Thatcher. And that you know, it's kind of one of these things where they're they're all trading spots right now. Uh, if there was an actual power ranking that they based these matches on, but um, yeah, I, I ultimately this was fun because it was another great match. Um, Thatcher makes everyone look like uh, an Olympic style wrestler, <laughs> just the way that he wrestles and he, he, he can roll himself up into a ball and then roll you up into a ball. And it just looks so perfect every time he does it. I mean, the arm bars look like they're, he's actually going to wrench your arm out of your shoulder. And then it seems like when he's taken uh, anybody's finisher, God, to see him scream with no teeth is is hideous and so much fun. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately this is a win because I'm gonna get more grizzled young vets and Champa and Toothless Timmy. So uh, that's that's my number two. Mike, your number two this week. Man, I'm running out of spots here. There's I forgot there's uh, three more segments that I really liked. Um, number two, I'm gonna do Serena Deeb uh, going up against uh, Red Velvet, uh, who lest we forget is booked from quote Yo Mama's Kitchen. Um, we're the people up in arms with that. You know, we're, we're okay with zombies, but she's not from my mama's kitchen. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about prospects uh, for the AEW women's division. And I, I don't know why Red Velvet doesn't get, you know, more recognition. Um, I, I really love this back and forth with Deeb and Deeb. Woo! I, you know. Sometimes, like, the writing's on the wall if a title's going to change hands. And sometimes yeah. the writing's on the wall, like, Roman style, uh, where you're like, no way are they dropping this. And that's what Deeb was. Whew. Um, I think, I can't remember if it was Excalibur or Shivani, but they were like, man, look at the follow-through on those right hands. And I was like, yeah, I was going to say something, too. Uh, she uh, definitely looked like uh, 1998 Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, with the finish <laughs> on some of those punches. Um, like dramatic, like walk off, you know, home run swings, like bam, um, made to look even more punishing, uh, with the way velvet was eating them. Um, but it, you know, it was a fantastic match. Uh, they gave the women some time. Uh, they didn't do the usual that we've been seeing where, Oh, looks like it's about nine 31 time for nine minutes of the women's division. Uh, they actually got about 15 minutes uh, to go back and forth, uh, tell a story, and wrestle. wasn't even the only women's match on the card. We got uh, Sheeta and Britt Baker extending their story uh, with Sheeta annihilating <laughs> Rebel, uh, Don't Call Her Reba. And uh, uh, just want to put those together because we know how gypped we get sometimes uh, with the women's division. But we did get two matches. We did get a couple storylines going forward. Um, but, yeah, more Serena Deeb. Uh I don't know. I know it's the NWA title, but can we just make it official? Uh, make her an AEW signee so we can see even more of her. Because, man, I, like the way Michael Cole would talk about, you know, the best pure strikers in the game. Serena's looked awesome. Uh, so, so more of that on my TV, please. That's moment number two. And my dishonorable mention uh, for this week is just uh, I didn't get enough Saray, and uh, she went up against Aaliyah. Uh, this is a very quick match, and I. I actually tweeted, all right, looks like uh, 
Saray's going to make another superstar. Uh, you know, the way she put on like a, a, a 10 hot dog match with um, Zoe Stark <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, I was a little bummed that this was just a squash because um, it, it just seemed like they were giving her all the time in the world to make everybody look great. Um, so, yeah, a little, little squash match, get that out of the way. But I, I think it's ultimately, I just want to see more Saray. And uh, I didn't get that. But number one for this week is easy. Bronson Reed, Mike's, uh, Mike's, Mike wins a, a title in uh, in NXT. He's got the North American Championship now. Um, I I love this match so much because I I I didn't I didn't think we were gonna get you know Johnny Gargano looking like uh, he has the strength of Cesaro, and that's all to the credit of Bronson Reed and his ability to move that body. Um, oh <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. We got Cesaro putting out. We got Bronson moving that body. This is a hot episode of Brothers of Discussion. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he he looked like instead of being the thick boy that he was filled with helium. So I I just, this match was was fantastic. Uh, The power bombs. You know what? The use of the cage and the outside interference was great of, uh, you know, Austin Theory getting crushed a couple of times just by the the strength and size of uh, Bronson Reed. I, I thought that was a little bit more creative than what we usually see. Um, you know, and I, I could throw out there one of my dishonorable mentions could have just been that Austin Theory didn't help enough, and it, I would have just taken him out because he wasn't, like, cheating enough for, for my liking. Gargano was like inches away from sneaking out of the cage. And this is a title match, you know, like it should be do anything to make sure Johnny holds on to the title. And there were a couple of times that Austin was just like six steps away, but still in like view of the camera. So it was like either let me forget that he's there or just don't bring him out because if he's not actually trying everything to get Johnny the victory, it doesn't make sense to have him here. Uh, But Outside of that, I mean, this is this is Bronson Reed's opportunity to show off. If you had any question about, you know, like Mike, we've been to indie shows, we've seen heifers go out there, and their whole thing is try not to have a heart attack and and kind of throw your body around. This is not that's not Bronson Reed at all. He is a super athlete. He just happens to come with a big frame, and. God damn, this guy deserves everything because he gives hot promos. He's got an awesome entrance, and now he's got some gold. Uh, a A plus segment for me. Mike, your dishonorable mention from AEW. Dishonorable mention, I'm going to say is yoga. Um, there wasn't okay. really a standout okay. awful moment. Uh, it was just uh, hilarious to me when uh, Murderhawk came out to yell at Miro and you know make some some threats. Um, you know for violence and uh. Jake the Snake was in Miro's vicinity, and Miro just said, You better watch out, old man. All the yoga in the world can't help you if you get near me. I will end you. <laughs> <laughs> so really putting yoga um, under the bus there uh, by Miro, that, that made me laugh really hard. Um, I could put Jericho's promo about dancing all over Pinnacle's face um, at number one and pissing on their graves, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Moxley and Kingston. Uh, they kind of, they got two uh, segments. Can I just say, I like how you did that. That didn't even make it into your top three now, officially, but it had the potential to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I waffled on it, but I was just like, ah, oh, let's get some wrestling in here. So, um, you know, we got to see Mox and Kingston. Uh, they cut a promo about, uh, the acclaimed and, um, <laughs> 
Max was like, so who who are the acclaimed? And Kingston's like, uh, rappers. The rappers. Uh, what one's a rapper and the other one's his friend. <laughs> oh my god! If if it sounded like a uh, production meeting, like behind the curtain when we're putting together, you know, a wrestling group. All right, so what are you two guys? Uh, rapper uh, guy, rapper's friend, and I. A begging, a pleading for Kingston to do more promos where he just totally deconstructs the art form. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talks about who these guys are. Uh, they uh, they like super kicking and they they wear colorful outfits. They like to party. So it's the young bucks. Uh, That's going to be their next feud. Uh, so the bucks battled the blondes. The blondes. Excalibur tried to sell it. You know, it was like the biggest match of their career. It's just, you know, we know at the pay-per-view around the corner that the, uh, you know, results were probably, you know, we knew what was going to happen, uh, that the Bucks were going to come out on top. The, the Blondes did put on a good match, but this is about, you know, the bigger fish to fry with the pay-per-view around the corner. Um, and Moxie Kingston came out and, uh, you know, did some uh, playground shenanigans. A uh, few people said, yeah, that's how we do it in Philly. Uh, a few people said that's how we do it in Yonkers, uh, New York. And uh, Kingston stole the shoes of the Young Bucks. Uh, some pretty nice Jordans. Um, so I guess I'm just really excited for this program to continue. Um, I'm really excited to see if they give Moxley and Kingston a shot with the tag titles. Um, they've kind of dropped hints. They've kind of given us uh, you know, a few teases on this in the preceding weeks. And now it's official. We're going to see double or nothing Bucks versus Kingston and Mox. And, um, you know, the Bucks may be one of the tag teams that helped, you know, build the foundation of AEW. But, man, kind of kind of taking that AEW, you know, mantle and running with it. Like, Mox and Kingston, it's, man, it's, uh, I said it, you know, last night to some buddies, it's, it's Heisenberg-level chemistry. Like, they're, they're mm. so good together. Um, I, I can't wait. You know, there, there's no ceiling for these guys. They they could run the company. They're that entertaining. Um, this that might be. They, I'm I'm expecting it to be match of the night. Um, at double or nothing because these guys are all so good. Um, so yeah, that was my moment number one. Was basically I I kind of cheated. I know I kind of threw Jericho on. That was a one B, but Max um, and Kingston—they just owned Wednesday night. It was—it was so damn entertaining. Well, uh, yeah. With that, now uh, I got to go run. Uh, Mike, we're getting this episode under an hour. Um, I, I'm pretty proud of us right now. I got—I got to go get my baby. We're going uh, early morning here because Matt is either delivering a baby today or uh, to, I'm not. I mean, I'm not doing. It's not coming out of me. I'm not actually doing the delivery, oh, but okay. I will be in the room and uh, holding my wife's hand, and uh, hopefully I don't Can get I, too much. Which uh, right shirt now. do you wear? Which shirt do you wear in bed? Oh, I'm wearing my Dexter Loomis shirt. You didn't wear your baby shirt. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it to the hospital. Okay, good. Yeah, the first Harry. baby pictures. I better see that Adam Cole baby shirt. That's I want it immortalized, man. Matt. Well, thankfully, uh, babies can't see that well right when they come out, so he'll, he won't be too scared by it. Is the baby's first and middle name Adam Cole? Just Bebe. Okay, Bebe. <laughs> Thought that made more sense. That's right, more of a Shit's Creek there, but yeah. Yes, my beautiful Bebe. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We did it! Under an hour! All right. Woo! Have a good one. <laughs>